Okay. I'm better now. <laughs> All it took was you showing up as a zombie <laughs> ma from the Golden Girls, because that's what you look like. Or maybe you're Dorothy. It's my know. future self. <laughs> this is your inner mentor. It's my inner mentor you keep asking me to find. <laughs> oh my God. That is, that is what I needed. I was going to say to you that I needed help bootstrapping my attitude into, up and to the right. And all it took was you showing up looking like, I think it's more, I think it's Dorothy, but I don't know. What do you think? Or is it Ma? Uh, <laughs> I I think I'm Lady Loudmind. <laughs> Lady Loudmind. <laughs> you look like you just ate a person. <laughs> oh, well, I'm the inter inner mentor, right? Oh, you look like you just ate yourself. Like you just ate Gwen. So it's like opposite, <laughs> inside out. Yes. Um, okay, I'm not good. I need help. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So I know you want to do. You want me to coach you a little bit today, and I. I just need a witness because I need to get my s together in my own head because I'm kind of losing it. We're a week out. Um from the election and I'm finding it challenging to be a person who's a helper um, of others, especially helping others get perspective when I'm really struggling to find perspective myself right now. Like I'm, I'm coasting on mental fumes and I feel like partly it doesn't feel appropriate for me to find perspective when our literal rights and the rights of people that we care about are hanging in the balance. And I am not overstating that. Um, and so it almost feels like if I just am like, oh, it'll, it'll be fine. It's gonna be fine. We can take four more years of this if that's what it what happens that that's talking from a place of privilege, you know? And and so anyway, I saw this thing on Facebook last night and I'm gonna read it to you and to myself. Um. <laughs> I'm just thinking of that word hanging you used. Cause I got a whole lot hanging a whole lot lower <laughs> these days. Than you did before. My future self. Yeah. My future self. Yeah. Um. Is your is your future self a cannibal? No. Are you sure? No. No, I'm my hundred year old self. I'm I'm trying to figure out how to look back on today. Did you just eat some strawberry pie and you're like not able to keep your food in your mouth anymore? Oh, that's your lipstick. 
your lipstick, you can't, you're drying it out of the lines these days. Okay, that's good. That's better than being an old lady cannibal. Um, okay, here's my quote, ready? Yeah. A woman named Elena Rose, um, who apparently my friend Amber went to college with, small world, she wrote, I see a lot of people out there tonight who are new at unfair fights, long odds, and stacked decks. Nothing is over. Take a breath. Take a minute. Feel your feelings. Then get back in the fight. The fight is harder, but the fight is the same. And it needs you, and it needs me, and it needs us. The stakes could not be higher. And the world we hope for doesn't happen if we don't make it. We fight the fights that need fighting, not just the fights we're sure we can win. We do what needs doing and we make a way out of no way. We get miracles by being each other's miracles. We get chances by making chances. We get hope by doing the work of hope. Take a breath, feel your feelings, then get to work. Can you send me one of those masks? Because I feel like if I was wearing that, I could probably pull my S together and get back out there. I can. If the mail will get to you in time. <sighs> so for me, what that looks like is going to Stone Soup today, later, helping people that don't have resumes make a resume, helping them practice interviewing. It means going to Packed with Pride this weekend and putting together boxes of food. Even though I just got an email that that program is in jeopardy if we don't raise a bunch more money. Um, it looks like actually calling voters like I was supposed to do last weekend. <laughs> um, and I just, I didn't have the emotional energy. And that's what I keep telling myself too, is that, you know, it, as long as we're not all feeling our feels at the same exact moment, then the fight continues. Mm -hmm. And this week I've just kind of needed to feel my feelings and, and, and drink my feelings and eat my feelings. Um, but. And I can see your feelings. And I've heard your list of what you do or what you plan to do or think you should do. I wonder what else are you already doing that is impactful that might be reaching people who need to hear your message? Yeah, that's, that's, yes. So what I've noticed I've started, um, I've started doing is talking to strangers about, <laughs> no joke, yesterday at Trader Joe's, I actually had a conversation with a person checking me out and the person bagging about gendered words. And I wasn't, I didn't do it in an annoying luxury way, but um, 
the the female called herself bossy because she came in and took over the way that the male was packing my groceries because I bought way too much stuff. And she said, oh, am I being bossy? I'm so sorry. And I said to her, you're not being bossy. Do you notice how no one ever calls men bossy? You're helping with the process engineering of the groceries. And they both laughed really, like we all three laughed hard. And I don't know, I felt good about it. Like subtly, Uh subtly I changed somebody's thinking. What other magical moments have you had? Um, yesterday at work, one of my colleagues who didn't mean anything by this, but she referred to the doctor, doctors that are more demanding of their support team as, uh, princesses. Mm -hmm. And again, kindly, kindly, I said, you know, let's look at that, right? Like we, would we call the male doctors princes? Mm -hmm. No, we'd call them they're hard. Mm -hmm. They're hard to work for, or they're hard to work with, or they're particular, but we wouldn't call them princesses. We wouldn't call them high maintenance. And she had this look on her face, like, oh my gosh. It's like she started to go into a shame spiral. I could tell. And I said, no, 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 no. This, this is normal. This is what we've been taught to do. Mm-hmm. We've been taught. This is internalized sexism. Mm-hmm. And the first thing we can do about it is notice it. Right. And not double down on, you know, criticizing ourselves when we do what we've been taught to do. Mm-hmm. So, and so, yeah, you believe that those little moments of magic might have sparked something good? I hope so. Okay. I don't want to be that person that nobody wants to talk to because they're constantly on their soapbox. I want to be loved and loved. Right. I don't want to be tedious. Yeah. True. But I want to make change. You want to make change. You want to use your voice. Last time you said you wanted to be an activist for the good. Yeah. Yeah. And yet at the beginning of, of our session, you were doing that. Oh, and I got to do this. And I'm behind on this. And I should do this. You know who you're reminding me of more and more? (laughs) My Nana, when I was growing up, her name was Bernice Goodenberger. She was the best. Awesome. And you're kind of reminding me of her, (laughs) except for the fact that you look like you just ate someone. But other than that, you remind me of Bernice Goodenberger. Okay. Which is a good thing. Well, maybe Bernice would highlight for you that the good work and passion that you have inside of you doesn't have to be an exhaustive list of to-dos that you don't want to do. It doesn't have to be hard and heavy. 
it can be empowering and engaging and light and fun and you experience those moments from time to time yeah i wonder how you can in amplify that yeah i mean i part of it i think is just um reveling in it a little bit you know, and just being, I remember driving home from Trader Joe's yesterday going, that was a really nice moment. Like that was, I feel grateful for that moment in a sea of, in a sea of real shitty moments right now. Yeah. That was a nice moment. And, and it was like, I connected with, with those people and the woman ended up helping me out to the car and she offered to have a wine relationship with me because I'm really bad at picking wine oh, and she's really knowledgeable about wine and so we're gonna like next time I go we're gonna talk about wine and she's from Southern California Newport Beach and I'm from Irvine and so I don't know I was like I made a, a shopping friend you made a connection you made a relationship that's right Bernice I did you did <laughs> And the stronger your relationships and the broader your network, the more power you have, Liz, to use your voice. Amen. You know, I really, I actually kind of like the hairdo on that, it's, that mask. It's, it's low maintenance. It's I, cute. I still have my curls. Yeah. They seem a little more coiffed. They are, they're, they're a little looser. Than, yeah. than your natural curl. Maybe you like used a curl relaxer or something. I, I just age, you know. <laughs> there has to be some benefit because the wrinkle thing's not working very well for me. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is this a resting bitch face? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because I. This. It's just still looks like you eat human flesh, but you're really sweet about it <laughs> and you have good hair. <laughs> All right, your turn. Well, I put on my alter ego to be internal mentor of the future. Looking back, you know, and I really have tried to think about, um, you know, our country, go back 200 years. Um, yeah, it feels really heavy right now. And it feels like we're on a precipice and or we could fall off a cliff. And yet, I think the whole time I've been growing up, we haven't had one of those really impactful, passionate periods of time. I feel like I've always lived in a bubble. So my future self had me like go back and, and do research. And, um, you know, our country was founded with passion for independence. And, and unfortunately, it took a lot of fighting. Um, our first several presidents um, had to work through all kinds of bias. Um, and all kinds of privilege and not. Um, and many presidents and politicians and people in leadership and corporate leaders have been half crazy. 
So that's really nothing new. Um, and then I, I missed the 60s. Um, I wasn't part of, of all of that. And so my future self is telling me, you know, really look back holistically and not just over the last four years or over the last year or six months um, about the country and the culture of our country and how young it is compared to other countries of the world. And it just feels like some of this is still that when we're in our adolescence phase, um, when you compare it to others, and it's kind of cool and it's kind of a gift and an opportunity to be here right now. Um, when I'm truly a hundred years old, I'll be talking about 2020. And I want to be talking about the risks I took, the faith I had that regardless of all going on, whether it's political or cultural or societal or personal, um, that was the time when things just really culminated into the next best thing for me and the next best thing uh, for our country and the next best thing for women. Um, I really think it's an opportunity right now for women to rise up. It might be different than what it was in the past it might be from home and it might be multitasking uh, with all this other stuff we have. Um, but, you know, the diamond is created and sparkles ultimately because of all the sand that rubs against it and all the compression, all the stress and the friction. Um, so I, I got my diamond hair on knowing that when I'm 100 years old, all of this stuff that we're feeling right now is just part of the process to make me a better human being. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make it easy. It doesn't make it fun. It doesn't give me all the answers, um, which I have, which I wish I wish I had. It, it's very confusing. It's an emotional roller coaster. Um, but it really is helpful to put it in a much broader context and to realize that there were many, many people before me uh, who did great, great stuff for women and for our country. And um, we're able to ride on their coattails. Do you hear that? Yeah. There's something playing. Oh, it's not my it's not my computer. It's my husband's. Oh, he's fixing it. Thanks, honey. Um, babe, look at Glenn. Look at Glenn. <laughs> Didn't get a good night's sleep. Exhausted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you think you've got it hard? I look like this all the time. Anyway, back to you. I love that you said 
that we have to create the friction in order for the diamond to come. And I'm wondering, like with your, the opportunity that you have that's starting, like what, what is that like for you? What is your next, you said, I don't remember your exact words, but like your next great thing. What is that for you right now? I don't know exactly, but the words that continue to bubble up for me are transformation. Um, as I Google transformation, uh, different titles of roles come up like chief transformation officer or chief people officer. Um, and as I list out who would I really truly love to work with my list has evolved from those in healthcare to those on the fringe of healthcare and large companies, which is interesting to me because as I keep trying to refine, what am I trying to transform? I really want to transform corporate cultures. And I believe a huge component to that is coaching and it's also um, focusing on the health and wellness of their workforce. Um, and with my healthcare background, I think that I can help build those bridges so that companies know what may work and what may not work uh, to keep their employees healthy, including mentally healthy. Um, and that probably will be more powerful and amplify my voice if I work with companies that aren't healthcare, mm -hmm. rather than trying to transform the traditional healthcare system. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that means contract work or if that means external coaching, um, but I also have a bias that a lot of companies say they want to change their culture and they want to do all of this and yet something stops them. And I don't know if it's true passion, if it's financial, um, if it's lack of accountability. Um, and so I, I have, that leads me to a bias that in order to really transform effectively, companies need to hire external contractors who aren't beholden to having to then get along with all the colleagues when they raise a point that's intended to be well-intended, but it's uncomfortable. Um, and I don't wanna get sucked into a role where I have to manage the budget and manage the FTEs because on the one hand, I'll be talking and trying to hold accountable a new culture and a transformation in a new way and it's really hard to then talk out of the other side of your mouth as well. Well, the day-to-day -day operations require us to do this and that and the other. So I, I really think it's warming up to be some sort of external influencer. And it could be at the company level, the CEO level, the C-suite level, or it could be individual executive coaching one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe it's just a portfolio of offerings. Mm -hmm. That's um, 
when you're talking about all that, you are making me think of the word spark, like you're the spark. And so I'm just curious, what has transformed in you and what still needs to transform in order for you to bring this into reality? What has transformed for me in the last few months are that I've just begun to relish in the fact that I do love to have fun. I love humor. I love to, I, I love to believe in people. I love to give people confidence and it's not a cheerleader, mm -hmm. um, but it is a safe environment to show everybody how much can be accomplished and how great they are and give them grace to try new things and open up. Um, so that's countercultural though in many companies. And so I've always tried to pull back and push it down and minimize it because I didn't want to ruffle any feathers or too many at least. Um, and so I've learned that whatever I do now and whatever I end up doing in six months or a year really has to highlight that and elevate that to the point of um, power rather than trying to be a minimizer of some sort to fit in culturally. Mm -hmm. uh, and the other thing I am beginning to learn is that maybe it's impacting healthcare and health differently and better, broader, deeper um, from the outside rather than from the inside. Mm -hmm. And so what I still have left to do is to figure out how to connect with those corporate CEOs, those companies that uh, proactively really want to do this and really, really want to do this kind of work um, and then have an opportunity to interact with a few of them and let me play a little bit um, and see what works and see how I can be most helpful. Mm -hmm. So you're going to experiment. Yeah. Yeah. It, what I'm, what I'm hearing now first, I was feeling this sense of spark and now I, what I heard in your tone is the word just playful. And, and you know, you talked about the traditional healthcare system, which is typically stuffy and slow to change and very insular. Um, and it seems like you're casting off, you're, you're casting off that, those rules for yourself and you're saying that I want to be a spark for people to change and I'm going to do it in a way that is authentic and playful. Yes. Yes, I am. And it scares me because I don't know how that will play. If anyone will take me up on this. And yet, as I, I do know, as I talk to people that I've worked with over the last 20 years, to a person, they have said, 
when you transitioned, there was something then missing in our organization. And it's hard for them to articulate what or to quantify it at all. Um, but it's just a, a sense of caring, compassionate, fun, high standards, high accountability, and yet confidence in people, um, support of people, and an advocate um, for people. You know what word is coming to me now? What? Is that when you left, the soul left. Aww. <sighs> and that makes me so sad. But the thing is, is the soul is still is in you. <laughs> so you can bring it to other places. I can. I can. And I think if all that's true, I think it would be so cool to be able to contract with different companies for short term engagements or for very part time stints so that I can do it. I can scale and impacts on such a broader level than merely one place at a time. Loud Minds Consulting, bringing soul to corporations. Yeah. Do you dare hire a soul? Yeah. Do you have the guts? Mm-hmm. Right. Do you have the guts? Yeah. That comes back to too what you were saying about the world right now. That it's like we're in this time of passion and friction. Mm -hmm. High emotion. But there's so much opportunity in that. Absolutely. If we are willing to see it and step into it. Yeah. And that's, that is exactly what, when I hear everything that you just described, that is what I think that you bring. You bring the opportunity to find what, you stand for, find what our common purpose in the corporate setting. I like that. And as crappy as this all feels, this is how change always feels. There's no roadmap, there's no feeling 100% confident about that next phase. It's confusing. You feel wobbly because you've never done this before. Never been through it before. You might've heard about it. You might think, I know what, how this is supposed to go. You've got your shoulds and your shouldn'ts popping up all over the place. And then you're just like, what the hell? It's completely uncharted territory. And that is change. So if this crappy feeling we have just means 
this is the environment for change. So we can change it for the good and take it as an opportunity. Or we can bury our heads in the sand and hide. Or something in between. Um, you need to choose. Yeah. That's what Maud's telling me. Maud, is that her name? What'd you call her? Bernice. 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 Bernice Gutenberger. All right. Bernice is saying to me, figure out what choices you have in front of you to make to put it all in context and move forward on those one or two things. And the rest will take care of itself or somebody else will take care of it. <laughs> you know, who are we to think that we have to take care of it all? That's pretty egotistical. Mm -hmm. There are mm -hmm. a lot of great people out there working really hard too. So let's yeah. trust that some others yeah. have, have their piece of this. Yeah. Yeah. It brings me back to what um, Elena Rose said. We get miracles by being each other's miracles. We get chances by making chances. We get hope by doing the work of hope. Exactly. <sighs> so much better, Bernice. Yay. Thank me you. Too. I do too. This, this helped me. And I've got the words spark, playful, advocate, soul, casting off the old, and opportunities to find common pur purpose in the corporate world. That helped a lot. Thank you, Liz. Go eat some people, Bernice. <laughs> That's what you look like you're meant to do today. Yeah, people later. Bye. <laughs>